All right, it's Keith to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees lose the first game of the doubleheader to the Blue Jays on Thursday, two to nothing. They win the second game of the doubleheader, five to three, to go one and one. They salvage the third game of the three-game series, and they are now three and six against the Blue Jays this season, to go along with the three and six they are against the Rays. So six and twelve against the two teams who are their direct competition for the AL East. It's bad. It's very bad, and it's really not surprising because it's hard to say that the Yankees are better than either team. I know they have a better record than the Blue Jays right now after the Blue Jays had that nearly week-long losing streak, but when you put them up side-by-side against the Blue Jays, they're not really better. Yeah, they have Garrett Cole, and the Blue Jays' number one is Hunjin Ryu, who's not on Cole's level and not on Kluber's level when he's going right, but he's, you know, right there, right behind those guys, but now Kluber's hurt, so the Yankees have Cole to put them out on top, and then after that, it's, who knows, you know, scumbag Domingo Herman's inconsistent, Jordan Montgomery's inconsistent, crooked number Montgomery came back on Thursday night to allow a three-run home run, Uh, and then you've got Jamison Tyone, who is inconsistent, and now you've got Davey Garcia, who the Yankees will turn to in this place of Corey Kluber because Corey Kluber won't throw a baseball for the next four weeks. Probably won't see him again for three months. Sometime in August, you'd hope to see him, and that's if he doesn't suffer a, suffer a setback to his shoulder issue as he's strained a muscle in the rotator cuff, and he's coming off shoulder surgery last year. He's 35 years old. He hasn't pitched in two years. So it's not looking good for Corey Kluber's future with the Yankees on a one-year $11 million deal. And it's tough to say that you'll see him again, period, because of what everything I just mentioned. August is the best-case scenario right now. Then a setback happens, that's September. September's the last month, and after that, it's October, and you don't just come back in October. So the timeline for Kluber right now is very much hanging in the balance of the rest of the season. This after the Yankees uh, lost Aaron Hicks now for the rest of the season, this after Luke Voigt is now gone for probably two months. So the injuries piling up once again for the Yankees. I thought things were supposed to be different when they hired Eric Cressy. They overhauled their entire training staff, the medical staff. They restructured, reorganized, made new hires. It's the same old story. It doesn't matter who the fuck you hire. Gary Cressy could be the best injury prevention guy in the world. You can't prevent injuries for guys who are injury prone. And that's what the Yankees are. Aaron Hicks is done for the season. This is a guy who's played barely over half of the regular season games as a Yankee that he could play. John Carlos Stanton's coming back off the IL on Friday. He's always injured. And what's you're just waiting for the next injury. Luke Voigt, another guy who's always injured. He injured his knee at the end of spring training. He missed the first month. He comes back. Now he'll miss two months. He's, he's always got something. Last year, he didn't have anything because it was a shortened season. But the season before that, he you know had to unnecessarily run for a double in the London series, which which screwed up his awesome season to that point. And then he came back with the abdominal problem, had another problem, was so bad they kept him off the postseason roster. Then he had offseason surgery. So he's always got something going on. Hicks has always got something going on. Stan's always got something going on. Judge clearly has something still going on because all he can do is fucking DH, can't play the outfield, so he's always got a lingering problem. Girochella supposedly has a knee problem that's been lingering. Glaber Torres gets COVID all the time. Gary Sanchez has cramps. This fucking team always has something. It's always has something. They haven't played one game with their expected everyday lineup this year or last year or the year before that. 
and they won't do it again here this year because Hicks isn't coming back and he never played when Voigt was here and Stanton was then out so that's just how it is and so the Yankees lose the first game on Thursday 2 to nothing to the Blue Jays in the most lackluster who gives a fuck game that you could ever get from the Yankees offense and it started because the lineup was fucking garbage it's an embarrassment to be a Yankees fan and have Rugnan Odor on the team, let alone batting fucking second. Second. That's where Aaron Judge usually bats. That's where Bo Bichette bats for the Blue Jays. They got Rugnan Odor, a player not good enough once again to play for the Texas Rangers. The fucking last place AL West Texas Rangers paid him $27 million to go away, and the Yankees are batting him second. It's unbelievable. And they showed his his stat line at one of his at-bats, his second at-bat, actually, after he struck out on three pitches in his first at-bat. That's, that showed he was hitting, I think, 161 at the time. Somewhere right, right around there, 161, 163. And Michael Kay, you know, spoke to his batting average and was like, you know, Rugnan Odor hasn't hit the way you'd expect him to hit with consistency. Michael Kay, what the fuck are you talking about? The guy's a 213 hitter over the last five years. He's exactly what you'd expect. He sucks. He sucks. He's hitting exactly what you'd expect him to hit. And then you've got Mike Ford batting fifth. Brett Garner's in the lineup, batting eighth. And so Alec Manoa, in his major league debut with 35 professional innings to his name, goes out there and throws a fucking two-hitter against the Yankees over six innings in a seven-inning game. And the only two hits were a Miguel Andujar broken bat single and a Miguel Andujar bloop single. Otherwise, the Yankees would have been no hit. And I saw a story recently on MLB.com about when the Blue Jays were bringing up Manoa and saying, well, yeah, he's been great in AAA in three starts, but Yankee Stadium's a much different story than AAA. No, it's fucking not. Shutting down the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, it's not some scary uh, thing it used to be. It's rather easy because everyone shuts the Yankees down. Whether you're Alec Manoa, who's a top prospect with 35 professional innings to your name, making your major league debut, or you're Jordan Lyles, who's never been good, or you're Matt Harvey, who hasn't been good in six years, or you're Michael Walker, who hasn't been good in three years, or you're Joe Ross, who hasn't been good in five and six years, or you're Steven Matz, who hasn't been good in five years. It doesn't fucking matter. The Yankees get shut down by everyone. And so the second they got behind on the back-to-back solo home runs from Marcus Semien and Bo Bichette, you knew they were going to lose the game. You just knew it. They're not coming back down two runs in that game against Alec Manoa. And Brett Gardner, he's fucking bad. He's fucking bad. Anything 94-plus, he's not catching up to. He just waves through it like it was thrown 105 miles an hour every pitch. He looked lost. Kyle Agashioka has fallen far from the first few games of the season when everyone thought he was fucking Johnny Bench. Clint Frazier in 0-3 in that first game. Ford in 0-3. Torres in 0-3. Judge in 0-3. Odor obviously didn't get a hit. LeMahieu in 0-2. And after the first game, DJ LeMahieu was hitting 257. The guy won the batting title last year. Barely lost out on it the year before. He's hitting 257 after game one with a 689 OPS. And I love DJ LeMahieu. And I won't say a bad word about him, but I will say it's time to fucking go, DJ. So then in the second game, the Blue Jays throw Robbie Ray, the lefty, who the Yankees usually handle pretty well. And so Rubenet Odor is out of the lineup because it's a lefty. 
Good enough to bat second in the first game, not good enough to bat in the second game. Brett Gardner, who batted against the left-handed Mats on Monday night and was embarrassed, now suddenly can't play against the lefty and Robbie Ray, who the fuck knows why. So they get more of a real lineup because Boone realized, hey, guys, we fucking lost Monday. We lost the first game. Maybe it's time to win. Let me try to put out the best lineup I can. So he goes LeMahieu, Torres, Judge, Urshela, Frazier, Sanchez, Anduar, Florial, Wade. And Tyler Wade stinks, but whatever. So do most of these guys. This, that's a lineup you can put right now without Hicks, without Voight, without Stanton that, that can win. And, of course, Gio Urshela first inning, RBI double. Why the fuck couldn't he play the first game, too? Does he really? He can't play 14 innings in a day, but he could play nine. He had Monday off. He had Wednesday off. Let's fucking play. So the Yankees take an early lead, one nothing. Two innings later, they give that away. Jordan Montgomery allows a three-run fucking blast to Bo Bichette's second home run of the day. But the Yankees answer in the bottom of the inning with a judge two-run home run, then Sanchez tacks on a solo home run in the fourth, the Yankees had a run in the fifth, and they end up winning the game five to three in seven innings. And the fucking seven-inning doubleheader thing is so dumb. Just play the full nine. The automatic runner in extra innings is so bad, but I think I hate the seven-inning doubleheader more. It's not even, it's not real. This is major leagues play nine innings. Hopefully that goes back to normal next year if there is a season, depending on, on a strike or whatnot, but... Jordan Montgomery in this one, nowhere near what he was against the White Sox, and that seems to be what he does. He pitches great, then he sucks, then he pitches great, then he sucks, and so hopefully he pitches great next start because this one, four and two-thirds, five hits, three runs, three earned, two walks, a strikeout, the three-run home run. That's what he does, though. He cruises along, and you're like, wow, this guy, he looks good finally, and then boom, three-run home run just to wake you up and remind you, hey, he's not there yet. So the Yankees are now 29-21. and 21. The Blue Jays are 25 and 24 after the doubleheader, and the Yankees just can't beat the Blue Jays, at least not with any consistency. They've lost all three series to them 2-1 to one this season. They're 3-6 and six against them. They're 3-6 and six against the Rays. The Yankees are two games back in the division against to the Rays now, who finally lost the other day, but then won back-to-back games since then. So they're 9-1 and one in their last 10, and the Yankees have gone 7-3, and three, and they've lost two games. That's how tight the AL East is right now. You've been playing 700 baseball, and you're fucking losing ground. So now the Yankees get the Tigers this weekend. That's a series you go out there, you have to win too. You'd say you have to sweep. I, I know that the Tigers are awful, which they are, the second worst team in the American League, but to count on a sweep is tough. So let's say they're going to win two. They have to win two. You have to win two. Garrett Cole's pitching one of the games. You win that one, you just have to win one of the others. It's not hard. Shouldn't be hard. And then... Then next week, things get tough again. Tampa Bay, Boston. The schedule's hard here. So go take care of business in Detroit. And then you get Tampa and Boston, and that's a big fucking week. A big week. Huge week for standings. So you have to take care of business here against Detroit. And there won't be a podcast this weekend for the Memorial Day weekend, uh, but Yankees raise on Monday. I'll be back after that game to talk about it. So thanks for listening. Next time I talk to you, the Yankees better have fucking won two games against the Tigers. I'll be back on Monday after Yankees raise to talk about it. Enjoy the weekend.